0: Welcome back to cause Talk radio by rashpixel.fm the podcast that shows do-gooders nonprofits and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by engage for good and Selfish giving You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com Now on to today's episode.
1: Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan.
0: Hello. How are you, Joe?
1: Less than a week away. Think about it.
0: It's not less than a week away. Don't say that. No,
1: because when the show is, it will be less than a week away, right? It'll be air next Wednesday, <laughs> and you'll already be in town next week. You'll uh, already be in Chicago, right?
0: It's true. It's true. And you're freaking me out.
1: And listeners should know that Megan talked to me today, and I have been bumped up to the junior ballroom for my presentation. <laughs> so, which sounds the king? Yeah, the which, king of the junior. Yeah, ballroom. which sounds very prestigious, except for the junior. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice
0: ballroom you're gonna be a, fine yeah
1: it's a nice ballroom so i mean there's gonna be lots of theatrics you know jugglers clowns stuff like that i mean we're gonna have a great time in there so but we're really excited so if you're coming to the engage for good uh, conference make sure to stop by and say hello to me and megan megan will be running around but i won't have a lot to do so i can talk to you and uh and get all your accolades about the show et cetera. right megan
0: Absolutely. Go ahead and give all of your accolades for me right to Joe.
1: That's right. Absolutely. And I'll make sure to share them with Megan. Sure you will. <laughs> yeah, sure I will. All right. We actually do have a guest today, Megan. We just can't, <laughs> I'm excited for We just guest. can't talk about you and the Engage for Good Conference. I know, time. I know, I know. But on the line with us right now is Allison McArthur, and she is the Community Achieves Coordinator for Metro Nashville Public Schools. And Megan, she's going to be on to talk to us about a program from Whirlpool called the Whirlpool Care Counts laundry program send that 10 times fast allison
2: i don't even think i can say it one time fast (laughs) i am from the south you know
1: that's right that's right but thank you very Mm. much for joining the show today and what um we should tell people too that what this is all about too is this is about helping kids with their attendance and achieving their very best in school by installing washers and dryers in schools so they have access to that and you know allison I'm going to tell you something. I was one of those kids when we were growing up. Really? I was, yep, I was the youngest of seven and grew up, you know, outside of Boston here, and we did not have a washer and dryer, and I cannot tell you what a pain in the ass it was. So the fact that you folks are putting washers and dryers in schools so people can do their laundry, that's awesome.
2: Well, it takes partners to help us do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, for something like have, that.
2: have to work with partners, um... And we we take a collective approach to helping students succeed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tell us uh, tell us how the program started. Like, you know, what's good about you is you really have the you know the the in the Nashville area in terms of how the program got started and what it's all about. Tell us what how this thing gets started.
2: So we were approached by Whirlpool. Uh, they had started a, a new program. They had been in I think one other city maybe for a year, and they approached us about. Um, what they had and and their thoughts on attendance. And it just so happens that we have a community school initiative here where we try to remove barriers to learning. And so one thing that we knew is that clean clothes was a barrier to learning for our students. Um, Sometimes because they don't have clean clothes, they don't come to school and research shows that, Students that are chronically absent, if they miss 10% or more of school, they have somewhere between a 1% and a 3% chance of being academically successful. So whatever we can do to remove those barriers, yeah.
1: I remember, Megan, I remember in my house, it was just like, you know, it just didn't work in our apartment that we would have a washer and dryer. And, you know, this was back in the 70s and 80s and stuff. But it was, you know, we would get up before school. And you know we'd go to laundromat and and wash and dry the clothes, you know, so that we could have um, clothes for school. I, you know, my mother was pretty good about it, so I don't remember missing a lot of school. But I obviously didn't pay attention, right?
0: Well, you probably would have paid well, more attention it- if you didn't have clean clothes. <laughs> no, seriously, like if you w- missed school because you didn't have clean clothes, you would probably have remembered that. That's right, absolutely. Because it seems it seems that seems like one of those hidden issues that unless mm. you are dealing with it or you are a teacher. Do you have kids that are dealing with that issue? It just seems like such a hidden issue.
2: It is. And a lot of times kids might miss a lot of school and we don't know why. So until we really check in with them. So what our schools did when we had this opportunity, they checked in with all of the students that were on that list of chronically absent students. Now, one thing that has kind of bubbled up to the top that we didn't expect, Mm -hmm. we feel like it... it is to address attendance but without focusing on it we feel like it is decreasing some of the discipline incidents so some of our students will still come to school so a lot of times kids only get their it might be the only meals they eat at school Mm -hmm. they get two sometimes three meals a day so some kids are coming to school with dirty clothes they're wearing Mm -hmm. the same clothes over and over again and so we're able to serve those students as well And um, we think we have not pulled data
0: for the year, but we think that's going to be another data piece that we didn't count on is decreasing discipline. Mm. Mm. Well, that would make sense if you're, you know, you're getting made fun of because your clothes stink or you don't feel like you should be there. You feel bad about yourself. You're probably more likely to to act out in negative ways.
2: Another way, I, I didn't think about it till just now. It hit me. So let's say there, you know, there's a discipline incident or someone's getting bullied and someone gets suspended. Well, removing that also um, improves the attendance that way, too, from keeping them in school that they mm. not put out that's a discipline incident. Yeah, so, that's a
0: good point. I'm sorry, so, what was your question? I was just going to ask logistically how this works. So is there, I mean, I, I imagine there's not a giant washer dryer in the front hall of the school where kids like strip down and throw their laundry in. So how does it work exactly in a way that's, you know, doesn't stigmatize these kids like, Oh, you have to do your laundry at school. Allison, like how does how does Allison. it actually work? Well, now
1: Allison, you should know something actually, too. Yeah. You should know about me coming. That when she was growing up, she had a butler and maid. So she never that saw not true. her dirty clothes. So she knows, you know, she's she's still wonders <laughs> how a wash machine works.
0: <laughs> right?
1: She's still so wondering funny. how that works. So make sure to sp- explain this step by step to her. Because this is like when George Bush went into a grocery store and didn't know how to pay. Yes.
2: So good question in how it works. We have washers and dryers in three schools, and it looks a little different in in each of our schools. So we're in two elementary schools and one middle school. And to remove bad feelings that a parent might have, we've opened it to everyone. Hey, we have a washer and dryer on site. Um, There's detergent here, which is part of the program, which really helps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's open to anyone. So, we sell it in a way that anybody can use it school staff sometimes may use them and and what our school staff will do so these same schools had um, clothing closets so if a student came to school and they didn't have standard school attire or maybe their clothes were dirty they might change them out with the clothing closet and then they depend on the community to donate clothes well now they're able to swap those clothes out And they're not needing as many donations because they can then take the clothes to the wash and dryer in the school and wash them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we've we've really sold it in a way so that it's open, you know, to the to the community and to, to parents and students. And one of our elementary schools, they have a community room, so they have meetings. Sometimes parents might come and volunteer and they are also encouraging families. Hey, if you bring your laundry, we've got some volunteer opportunities. So. You can use our washer and dryer, and if you want to volunteer in a classroom to help a teacher, you can do that as well. So in some schools, um, they've got maybe staff or volunteers that will do some of the laundry. And then in some schools, they've got time slots, so families sign up to Mm -hmm. come. Uh, In our middle school, the washer and dryer is close to a family room, and they've got computers there, so the parents could come and get on the computer and maybe search for a job or um, just use the computer while they're doing laundry. You know,
1: Allison, I think that is so awesome. And one of the things that I love about that program is you, you have taken the big deal out of bringing your dirty clothes to school by not making it a big deal, right? Yeah. You know, in the sense, right. like opening yep. the program to everyone, because, you know, that was like the big question I had about something like this. Yes. Is it awesome that kids have the option to wash their clothes at school? Absolutely. But, you know how kids approach and how they think about things. They're shy, they're reluctant and stuff. How do you really get them to do that, right? Because I even think about that. Like, I'd be thinking, like, I'd probably be mortified, right, to bring my dirty clothes to school. But it sounds like you folks have created this really nice atmosphere so that, you know, there's no stigma associated with it, and it's almost seen as kind of a community area.
2: Yeah, that's how it is. And You know, there are some kids that still might be embarrassed, but – we have a what we call a site manager in each school where we have the the washer and dryer pair. And so sometimes the person might come to them and bring their clothes discreetly. We do have a student that does that. He realizes that um, his clothes are dirty. He's in middle school. I'm sure kids are saying things to him. And so he uh, they've worked out a deal. He's got a bag. He brings his clothes. He drops them off. The staff will do the laundry for him, get them back to him. And so, you know, they really have to individualize every every situation to to make people feel comfortable.
0: I was really impressed with the Whirlpool approach to all of this, um, it, from a data standpoint, it sounds like they worked with a professional to really dig into this issue and to surface it. So was this an issue that you were aware of ahead of Whirlpool approaching you? Like, did you know that kids were skipping school because they didn't have clean clothes? We know that kids are chronically absent for lots of reasons
2: mm-hmm. and we have not had a lot of schools that have really dug deep to identify those reasons.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, So we didn't know that specifically. We felt like we knew that clean clothes was an issue, but we had not tracked the attendance part
0: of it. I was just so impressed with that piece of it, too, that they really took a scientific approach and I think rolled it out pretty slowly, too. Because when did you guys get this program, Allison? This has been the first school year. So we didn't start
2: until – our in uh, Nashville, school starts in August. I don't think we were up and running until September or October. And then we've collected information quarterly. And then we'll probably have some kind of report at the end. And I'm anxious to see what those final reports show. And I'm I'm impressed with their focus on data. That's one thing that we try to get partners, talk about results-focused partners a lot. And um, it it just feels like we're all in this together. You know, schools work on attendance and grades and discipline all the time. But whenever you've got a community partner to work on it with you, it, it's just, it's
1: important. Allison, I don't know whether you know this or not, but one of the things I've been following in Whirlpool is they have these new fancy internet of thing wash machines and dryers that can be run and directed from your smartphone. I'm assuming you don't have those washes and dryers yet, <laughs> but I, I, bet after Whirl- I bet after Whirlpool hears this. You're yeah, be I'm sure able, they're going to be Kids all are going to be that. in the classroom, like, running their laundry.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to say, while our smartphones don't operate them, I feel like we got top-of-the-line washer and dryer models. They are really nice.
0: That's and I, awesome.
2: Honestly, you know, as, as families come in to use them, it's
0: no doubt nicer than anything they've used before. Now, is there... Is there a commitment on Whirlpool's part that they will service the washer and dryer if something happens to them or replace them if they wear out? I mean, I would imagine they get a decent amount of use, more than probably a regular residential machine does.
2: Yes, commercial machines. There is a device on the machines to help track the uh, the loads and who's doing the laundry, you know, so the students have a code and that way we can track how many loads they do. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they've been there to help us troubleshoot anytime we have any, any problems with it. I think that's great. And going back to the data piece, I mean, because they could very easily put washer dryers in schools and not track any data behind it. But the fact that they are tracking data, I think is going to help other schools because, you know, they yeah. may surface like you were saying else and they may surface some other, little nuggets that they didn't realize, you know, maybe somebody with a disciplinary issue, and, and this program really helped, and I mean, who knows? So I think it's great that they're, right. they are taking a more scientific approach, and that you guys are willing to help them do that, so that's yeah. fantastic.
1: No, I, yeah. and You know, Allison, I don't know if you're familiar with the Tides Loads of Hope program, but, you mm. know, that's when they actually bring washes and dryers to, you know, these areas that have been devastated by tornadoes and hurricanes and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, Megan and I think that's awesome, but what I love about this is, this is where, you know, every day life wash machines dryers they're still needed in other places and it almost gets me thinking megan about other places where you may be able to have those resources for people maybe in like mm-hmm. community centers and stuff like mm-hmm.
0: that mm-hmm. i think that's a good yeah point, it, um
2: and and i think focusing on data and having results after you try this in a couple of cities will only uh make it easier to expand
1: so they have – so what do you say? How many units do you have? You have – that Whirlpool is providing you with enough washers and dryers for three schools, correct?
2: Correct, right. yeah. So,
1: so is this program going to be expanded after we get some of that data back to the greater uh, Nashville area or to even other states?
2: I'm not with Whirlpool. I'm with the school system. Yeah. We have talked about expanding in Nashville. Um, what you have to make sure is that you have someone – collect the data. Mm. You have to make sure that you've got capacity to do that. Right.
0: Allison, you guys
2: are doing that on the school side? Yeah, it really takes a team of us. You know, the school people have to make sure they have a system in place to collect it. And then um, to try to help them out with all the coordination and stuff they do at school, then they send the information here. And I actually have a a program evaluator that evaluates the Community Achieves Initiative. And so she has started helping compile some of that for us. Fantastic. Well, you are
0: a great a great partner for Whirlpool. I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah.
1: You know, one of the things I'm interested in too, Allison, is you folks are really kind of on top of this issue in terms of how this affects attendance. Have you identified other issues that keep people or kids out of school that you could address that kind of was stirred by the Whirlpool program?
2: Just all at the same time, we work to identify, uh, our community achieves the community school initiative mm-hmm. and, so having that person on the ground to help coordinate and help identify some of those things. So some of our schools have identified, you know, some health issues and things like that that are are keeping students out of school.
1: Right. You know, it's interesting, Megan, the more things that we can address at the school level, though, the, you know, the better, uh, you know, we can do in terms of improving attendance and stuff.
0: Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, there could be a leadership role here here from Whirlpool, but other companies could potentially get involved. To your point, Joe, that's where I thought you were going with that question. Like, have you surfaced any other issues mm. that could be solved by corporate partners? Like, every oh. student needs a car. <laughs> no, <I'm just> teasing. <laughs> every every, oh every student
1: should have a smartphone, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. So we have partners that donate books. You know, there are Families that don't have books in their home, no. No, no book in their home. And so we have partners that donate books. We have partners that help with transportation, partners that build playgrounds. We are opening a health clinic in a school. So it schools cannot do it alone. We need partnerships like this. And what really is unique about this partnership i know it makes sense and we're talking about collecting data and looking at attendance but not every partnership does that right and it's it's really important yeah. so that you can show results at the end i, I think more people will follow their lead right. more partnerships.
1: Right. absolutely and, and when you look at this program alice and one of the things i'm really interested in too because you were just like boots on the ground doing it right in your community how does this make you feel about whirlpool like Do people in the school, do they say to themselves, this is a great program. My wash machine just broke down. I'm going to buy a Whirlpool wash machine. Do you think that builds that type of commitment for Whirlpool? And we know that Whirlpool is doing this because it's a great program and it helps the community. But do you think it helps their brand? Do you think it helps them sell more washes and dryers?
2: I think it helps their brand. It's definitely in. You know, when people say, they're not saying, hey, the washer and dryer program, they'll say, hey, that Whirlpool program. Mm-hmm. And and they'll say that more than care counts. I had a principal that approached me when the article first came out in the newspaper when we first started here in Nashville. I saw her last week, and she said, hey, you remember I'm interested in that Whirlpool program, right?
1: Mm. And so
2: I think that just you know, that brand recognition, it's mm. it's that's what stands out for them.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, the Whirlpool name is still so synonymous with washes and dryers, too. It's almost like Kleenex. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things that you call <laughs> right. whatever, you know, as I mean, you know, you would think of it that way. And I remember, too, it's interesting that when we did finally get our first washer and dryer, it was a, a top loaded Whirlpool Uh, product, and it was great. And we were so happy to have it.
2: (laughs) These are front loaders, and I don't know what it is about a front loader. Maybe because so many homes have top loaders, that front loaders just seem so fun and yep.
1: <laughs> you know what the, well, i don't know megan i know you don't do laundry in your house right but what's I, ted think i about do those? so i mean I do. does he prefer the top load or the the front load see i prefer the don't top even, load do. i look at the top load it, you know and i think it's i think it spins out so much faster those front loaders I think that's they take a whole forever separate
0: podcast you, can, you might need to start another <laughs> podcast just on that issue well <laughs> i
1: i do own the domain clean com.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first yeah. folks <laughs> Well, Allison, this has been absolutely fascinating. We don't often get to talk to somebody who's, you know, doing the work on the ground. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to find out more about the Care Counts program, at least your involvement with it, how might they do that online? They should go to carecounts.whirlpool.com. Awesome. And we will include that in the show notes. Thanks again. Joe, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, people can find me at selfishgiving.com. Make sure to sign up for my email newsletter, get my five-day mini course on cause marketing. Um, also check me out minute to minute on Twitter at Joe Waters. And of course, over 4,000 thousand cause related pins, including Whirlpool programs at pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you?
0: I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good. And you will find me in one week with Joe at the Engage for Good conference in Chicago. So please do check us out there. If you haven't registered yet, you can do that at EngageForGood.com, which is where you can also find show notes for today's episode, which can also be found at SelfishGiving.com. And of course, we want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Allison and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time.